The Tights and Fights podcast, for over six years, a revolutionary force in sports and entertainment. Welcome to Tights and Fights, the show that discusses wrestling with the sincerity and hilarity that it deserves. I'm O Come, how ye faithful, Hal Lublin, and I'm joined today by my fellow members of the Nation of Conversation. Danta Claus is coming to town. Danielle Radford. Um, yeah, you better not uh you better not bite. You better not um fight. No, you should fight. Um you you better not uh, tapping them titles all night. Uh, <laughs> Danta Claus is coming to town. Uh, don't you want them doing that? Not when I'm coming. Oh, Danielle, oh, you've got to learn about phrasing. You oh, have to Danielle. learn about phrasing. I am too old for this. And Merry Christmas. <laughs> I don't know how this song goes, and nobody teach me because oh. it's fine. It's not one that my people wrote. Uh, we three Kelks of Orient are Lindsay Kelk. One in a taxi, one in a car, one in Sing a scooter, it. beeping a scooter. Yeah. <laughs> following it. yonder star. It's a, it's a classic. Yeah. You know, like, we three Kelks of Orient are one in a taxi, one that in a car, one on a scooter, <laughs> beeping a scooter, following yonder star. Oh, star of glory, star of... It goes on. It goes on a bit. Keep going. Um, but I like the scooter bit best. I like the scooter <laughs> bit best. I'm positive that they're the accurate uh, lyrics. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah, certain. Why do a show? Yeah, you're coming on a bird scooter. Yeah. To meet the, 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 the star baby. Yeah. <laughs> I swore after last week I would be done podcasting for the year. And yet, <laughs> one more. Another one. This is it. Another one. This is our Another last show one. of 2023. A whole year of wrestling is behind us. So let's reflect on a massively eventful year and discuss uh, some things that stood out. Uh, Danielle, start with you. Is there one thing that comes to mind from 2023 just immediately when I mention the 2023 in wrestling, what comes to mind? I will say it every time. We literally watched Vince McMahon get out Vinced. And it's forever. Mm. I, I will be happy that I was actively watching wrestling during this point. This will not have to be one of those ones where I was like, something legendary happens. And, oh, it was before my time. When I got to watch it happen in real time as this dude gets ousted, gets together to get this big sale happening with Friggin', you know, Ari Emanuel and Dana and and Endeavor and TKO and all that stuff. And it's like, ha ha ha, y'all thought y'all got rid of me because I am creepy and gross. But look, now I found a way back in. And then just for them to be like, oh, sorry, bud. It turns out you're creepy and gross and that would be bad for us. You can tell we mean it because we put it in this official government filing. <laughs> and then he starts like slowly selling up parts of his stock. It is, I seriously, when someone makes this movie in 10 years, <laughs> I hope that they name it the way that they name WWE documentaries. I hope it's like the rise and fall of Vince McMahon. Sure. You know, like some- well, when we write it, when us three when write, <laughs> write this, Julian producing, which I can only assume it will be a hotshot Hollywood producer in 10 years' time. And how could it Probably. not be? We'll call it whatever we want. It's our movie. Do yeah. what we want. Yeah. Wrestling with Zippers, the Vince McMahon story. <laughs> oh. 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 Velcro only for that fella. He's getting on. I'm not Velcro apologizing. Velcro only. 
It's accurate. <laughs> yeah, but so that's that's what I think of. I think that there's a lot. I mean, this year was fucking wild. Every time some everything we thought that this is the wildest thing that's going to happen this year, something else happened. But to me, just historically, that's going to be the thing that 2023 is really looked at is going to be. This is the year that Vince got out carnate. Nice. I, I love that. I'm going to throw out something a little more. Vince screwed Vince, says Vince Julian. Vince screwed Vince. Julian's in here writing jokes. We have like a ticker tape of jokes coming through. <laughs> Julian's like, say this. This way, if they're not funny, nobody else needs to hear them. <laughs> <laughs> say my words, puppet. Say them. And Death. yet you do not Death. afford Death. us the same privilege, Julian. Yeah. So yeah, really. uh, think about yourself. <laughs> it's Quizmas. <laughs> Quizmoys. Quizmoys. Uh, I want to throw out the ascension of L.A. Knight that uh, mm, could have mm-hmm. gone like it could have been over by now. There are a lot of times where you could have been a month in, two months in, three months in, four months in. It could have been over, but it keeps going. He's they've done a good job establishing him as a top star. He's in that mix now. So it's meaningful for him to be attacked by AJ Styles at the end of SmackDown. Like that's a big deal. And it's a big deal because they've invested so much in him. And really, like, it's it's a story of a guy who connected with the crowd. And by connecting with the crowd, it made it undeniable that he was a guy who was going to succeed in WWE. Not that he hadn't been successful elsewhere. So here's what I need you to do. I need you to put on whatever mask you need to. I need you to put on whatever costume you need to call yourself anything you need to so that you can walk down here and you can get stomped out yeah 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 i just love seeing it i was maybe one of the few people who thought that the whatever was called the lights out match with with bray wyatt actually wasn't bad I was okay with it. The Mountain Dew presents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the Mountain Lights Dew presents <laughs> 3D Doritos. Do you know what? I think it was such a victim of its circumstance. You're right. Oh, it yeah, wasn't yeah. a bad match at all. Yeah. Um, how could it be? You know, they're both great wrestlers and great performers. I think it's just you have such high expectations of the two of them. Yeah. And it was a fucking Mountain Dew <laughs> Lights Out yeah. Black Light match, which isn't fair. It's not fair No, to no. two fantastically but, talented performers. Gimmick matches are hard no matter what it is you're doing. Mm-hmm. But like, especially if you're doing it based on like a brand deal, you yeah. know what I mean? And like, neither of them were gentlemen that just screamed Mountain Dew to me. So yeah, if the Hardys were still there, then yeah, fucking put them in a Mountain Dew match. But like them being like, well, it's Mountain Dew pitch black. Bray Wyatt stage goes dark sometimes. So I guess that works. It's like, I don't, I don't know. Maybe that's why it took him so long to open the door that time because he was chugging a Mountain Dew. I mean, mm-hmm. we don't know. So I, I, I love seeing him become a star. I'm excited to see, you know, he's a guy who's for a wrestler is at like the Maybe tail end of peak years is what, 35? Oh, older, I think, right? 37? Oh, 37? Ish. I mean, he's, you know, he's either going to be an AJ Styles or. Oh, shit, it's 41. He's 41. We are all living in a dream. Well, then we already have the answer. The guy looks like a million bucks. (laughs) He he wrestles in a way that's going to allow him to wrestle for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he has to get yeah. them baby bifocals. Sorry, yeah. that was a conversation that happened off air. 
I he love has them backstage. He needs them to read the boilerplate yeah. contracts which have, with yeah. which everyone is presented. I love hearing you guys talk about bifocals and reading glasses like I haven't had them for several years. And I have to like <laughs> watch people who are younger than me discover... <laughs> And then I feel a million times older by extension. It's like I just didn't have insurance help. Always, <laughs> <I just didn't. laughs> it's always worth it to see. Always worth it to see. That's yeah. what I say. Your eyesight is importante. <laughs> Lindsay Kelk. Yes. Throw something out there. Give me a, give me a twenty twenty three. So there are two things apart from apart from AJ Styles getting jacked. <laughs> Yeah. Which really has dominated my mental gymnastics the last few days. Like, sure. but he's only been gone since the end of September. He he was not in this shape when he left. What has he been doing? Eating cows and then lifting them and then eating them and then lifting them and then eating them. <laughs> it is it uh, is bulk season. Like this is yeah. it's soup season and it's bulk season. Hot up. That is a different shape of body than the body that left in September. So I, for one, am fascinated and can't wait to see his fitness DVD. Other than that, the two things that yell at me from this year is WrestleMania in Los Angeles, and that's a personal one. But WrestleMania in LA, especially since I got to experience it with Julian, which was really special. And especially when when Rey Mysterio came out and I saw the happiest boy in the world be the happiest he's ever been. And it made me really happy. But aside from that, for me, it's the year of mommy. It's Rhea Ugh. Ripley. Man, yes. it's all I want to talk about. I don't know if anyone's noticed. I put her over a few times this year. <laughs> but it's just, she's so consistent. Like, this has been running for well over a year now. Like, the Dom Dom mommy storyline. And it gives and it gives and it gives and it never takes. You know what, Dom? I think you should say it for the people in the back. And I couldn't be prouder to be standing alongside my new family. My real family. But we were talking about why is it that Rhea and Dominic work so well? And I think it's because they let it evolve out of nothing. And it was kind of the fans that called it. And I just think it is such such a thing that they should both be proud of they should both be so so proud and get so much credit for taking what could have been really messy and ugly and nasty and keeping it super cool super fun so watchable she's always presented as at the very least an equal to everyone else in that group and it's because she's fucking great she's undeniable she is the definition of undeniable to me in that company nothing but nothing but upside like she has so much time she is so like she hasn't even reached her peak yet which is what's like amazing yeah so i don't need to see her out here beating people who don't necessarily need to be beaten you know like i am perfectly happy with the way it's going i'm so curious to see where the road is leading us because i genuinely Mm. don't know we are on the road 100 percent. what about you danielle give me another one Everything that they did with the bloodline this year was just some of like the most masterful 
long-term storytelling that I've seen out of WWE in like a while. The fact that you are able to get and build so many stars by people coming in and being like just around the orbit of or going through this group, you know, seeing everything that happened with Sammy and how organic that wound up being and watching the way that it also boosted Kevin, hopefully like he gets uh, better soon. The fact that they were able to get this to a point without Roman having to do very much wrestling where it established everyone else to the point where you could actually split up the Usos, which was something that I don't think anyone ever really like thought was going to be that they were going to be able to have these twins split apart with completely separate and distinct personalities. Yeah. Like, you know, when Jay comes out, I know that's Jay. And not because of mm-hmm. hair. I know that's Jay. <laughs> it almost feels like, you know, um, I don't know if y'all ever experienced this, but I knew once um, a girl who was a twin. And so because she didn't, her and her twin wanted to be their own separate people, they like went to different schools. And that kind of feels like what they're doing now. <laughs> like they split the twins up and now they're in like two different schools, like SmackDown and then like Raw. But even with all of the changes that have happened with the bloodline, um, you know, whether they're dealing with Cody or whether they're dealing with any of the folks that, that they've that have been have gone through there and then come out, there's always still so much more to get from this story. And I, I know that some people are very, you know, like, you know, Roman's a part time champion. He's like never really around. But you know what? He's not wrestling much. He does show up more than a Brock would show up just to come and do a couple of words. So that doesn't bug me. It doesn't bug me because Roman has noted health issues. So it doesn't bother me for them to be like, hey, like, let's, you know, wrestle smarter, not harder. And third, I just want him to beat the racist record. I don't care. I don't care. I know they had to give Seth a whole new joke about. I don't give a fuck. I don't care. I do not care. Do not care. Just break Hulk Hogan's record. And as long as that's what it seems like they're gunning for, then I am fine with it and I'm I will make excuses and I will justify because I want that record gone. The end. Amen. I'm checking to see how long how long his title's been. We were at twelve hundred days really recently. I know. That means he's gotta go another like two seventy one, two seventy two to to break it. Not impossible. Given the fact that they keep having Hogan back, I don't think that they care if they erase that record or not. I know we care. I- I know we care, but we're not we're not the the company. Triple H, get it off of Double H. I need this. <laughs> Double H. Oh god, I never Brother. thought about that before. That's it's just so disturbing on so many levels. Oh god. Let's talk about CM Punk. I don't think anybody's had a more up and down year than he has. He gets injured, he comes back. Oh, crazy. He he has truly the most embarrassing moment of his professional career. From an outside perspective, he he pretty much sets himself up to be poison, someone you do not want at your company. All of the things he's portrayed himself to be as a character, he embodies over the course of, like, I don't know, five hours. He It's all true that he's a bad person who nobody should want to work with, who doesn't know how to handle uh, his business properly. Then... Only a couple months later, he shows up at the end of Survivor Series and has what might have been one of the high points of his career, certainly in the last yeah. several years in terms of just because, you know, the AEW thing was 
when he appeared there last year, that was certainly a big deal. And I understand that. And you never thought he was going to be in wrestling again, but also it felt like everybody knew it was going to happen. I felt like this one was a bit more of a surprise, even though people were like, but it's gonna, it's gonna happen. Like everybody was denying it. And it, any, everything you heard would, would say, there's no way this will happen. There's just no way. So from a, a pulling off the surprise, WWE did it better because it was a surprise. It was a shock to me. I had turned off Survivor Series. I had to go back. They put and the see copyright what the logo up. Talking about, yeah, I saw that, and then I called up to Jennifer, and then I saw stuff on my phone. I was like, oh, "Well, hold on, let me go look." <laughs> and sure enough, my heart sank down to the garage from our living room. <laughs> I will say, so far, he seems to be doing all of the right things. Certainly, it's a different environment. The more we hear about about how AEW was run, is run, the more it seems like, well, you know, you put somebody like that in a place with no structure, this is what happens. Mm -hmm. Chaos agent. Yeah, Yeah, someone thought the grass was always greener and then they went over there and they found out that that grass had been spray painted and Mm -hmm. it could not be relied upon. So maybe you should go back to where the grass is not that green, but at least it's real grass. You know, I don't know. That's an analogy I'm working with. Uh, working on it, working on it in real time. I feel like my ex just came back into town and I yeah. hate him, but yeah. suddenly uh. he's like doing loads of charity for kids and stuff. And he's like, I don't want to get back together. I don't want to like disrupt your life, but like, I just want to say I'm sorry. And like, you know, if I could be a friend, that would be important to me. And I'm like, fuck you. You know, I'm in a very confusing place. He hasn't really done anything wrong this time. You know, it's like, well, he hasn't fucked up this time. But he could still, and he could let me down really bad. But it's been fun so far. Yeah, you know, uh, Lindsay, I just uh, I just wanted to say, I know that owning this Christmas tree farm has always been <laughs> your greatest wish. And I'm just happy that I've been able to help you donate all of these Christmas trees to orphans. I don't know where they're going to put them. But if I go but, to the um, Christmas tree farm, Danielle, if I go to the Christmas tree farm, he's going to set them all on fire or something because that's what he <laughs> does. That's what he does. I was cold. And I do feel like that could happen <laughs> any second. <laughs> I feel like he's being so over the top in his love bombing of the WWE. <laughs> I just feel like it has to take a turn at some point where he just turns around and says, oh, you fucking idiots. I can't believe you bought into that. You're all fucking morons. And I think you're all morons still. And fuck you. I've got my belt. You know, or whatever. I just feel like it has to take that route because he's it's he's laying it on too thick. I know a siren song when I hear it. <laughs> I, know, right? I know. Hello, my name is Lindsay, and I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop. That is my catchphrase. I know that, but still. <laughs> well, no, I'm like, look, I I know not to not to get my boat next to the mermaids. I know what happens <laughs> if my boat go up to the mermaids. They gonna capsize it, and they gonna be they gonna be correct because I should have known better. But the siren song of CM Punk versus Seth. Ever since they did that promo, it's it's calling me. I want it. <laughs> Because I'm annoyed with Seth. I'm bored with Seth. I hate how excited I am about CM Punk. He keeps he keeps sitting there saying, like, oh, I'm a hypocrite. I'm like, no, I'm the hypocrite, Phil. You've made me, noted young lady Lindsay Kelk, into a hypocrite. 
and I'm furious about the whole thing. Going right for the mermaids, baby. Yeah, I'm like, swim. I'm like maybe if I just swim to them, it will be faster. Like, fuck That's the what boat. they want. They want us to get out of the uh, boat and swim to them. Yeah. Nothing bad can happen Oh, and here. I'm like putting on my fucking flippers and goggles and being like, let's, let's speed this up. I don't know how to stop myself. What else do you got, Kelk? Um, Give me something good. Oh, do you know what? But two groups that have made me so, so happy. One, Sammy and Kevin getting their WrestleMania win. Never been a purer moment of joy than Sammy and Kevin getting to share that moment because mm-hmm. friendship, friendship forever. And then also on a similar note, less so in recent weeks, but just watching Damage Control having a rip-roaring good time. Mm. Watching Bailey running things, Pam's pamming. Yeah. I think it's an interesting faction, the way they've had to roll with the punches. You know, people getting injured, people moving in and out of contention. They haven't had an easy ride of it. But I think mm. the storytelling practice that the writing team have had with bloodline has really shown its success in damage control also in all of the factions you can really see that like being able to really dive deep into that kind of storytelling has had a ripple effect on how they tell stories in these other factions as well yeah Yeah. even alpha academy yeah even Even alpha academy it's interesting other other time periods in the WWE and other wrestling promotions that have factions, I feel like the internal dynamics of the factions perhaps are not as developed as they have been at the WWE this year. I mean, we've gone fully Shakespearean in Bloodline Damage Control and Judgment Day, you know? Like, it's got deep. It's gone deep in all of their major groups. Yeah. Well, yeah, because usually in the groups, it's like it's like Gladys Knight and the Pips, you yes. know, it's like yes. one major like focus and then everyone else is, is a the pip. Pips and they just kind of do their stuff. And then a Pip will eventually turn on Gladys as as is exactly like in real life. I don't know. I don't Look, know. They're, do- they're doing the dance right behind her. One of them grabs a chair and just beans her. Midnight trade to where? Midnight, where you think you going? To the ER, where- to a medical facility. Midnight train to a medical facility. Uh, <laughs> Unnamed medical right? facility. Uh, if you don't say something soon now, I'm just going to start talking about Bad Bunny and Logan Paul. So, like, yeah. oh no, we're good. Uh, wait, I mean, look, we can talk about that first. Of, well, I mean, Bad Bunny brings up a great, uh, a great thing, which is the PLEs being done out of the United States. You're Puerto Rico, mm-hmm. you're Quebec, London, uh, the usual, uh, the usual place they do it. Cardiff. Uh, There's Cardiff. So, uh, you know, no, I meant like uh, over. Oh, no, I know which one, but I was just kind of skipping past that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so uh, it, it's nice to see that. There's obviously more to come, but really like working to make it a more global experience. And the shows were yeah. great. Puerto Rico, unbelievable. Montreal, unbelievable. Mm-hmm. I, I just, mm-hmm. they're just killing it. And it's, it makes me so happy that they're going to keep doing it. This is yeah. like this is another reason why we know Vince isn't there. I mean, we could just have a chart of <laughs> reasons why we know <laughs> Vince isn't there, uh, and it's every single week you could add something to it. This is it's beautiful to see. I I am just so happy. As I mentioned, WrestleMania in LA this year was so amazing and such a great experience. It makes me so happy to think so many more wrestle friends are going to get to see these big deal events live. Because it is different to see in a house show. A house show is fun, but mm-hmm. to see, it, it sounds so stupid. But it like it it 
this is why again therapy it feels like they're putting trust in me as a fan if they come to me for a big event right yes you're like oh yes. they respect me as a fan they respect my money know, the yeah. most but they could also probably make more money if they stayed in a local market you know like it costs a lot of money to go to these places you maybe can't charge as much for tickets as you could in some other places but i think it's so great for fans uh, regardless of mm-hmm. what it does for them it's so good for fans and for a long time the fans of the wwe in particular which is maybe why there are other organizations out there the fans felt like an afterthought mm-hmm. and now yeah. i feel more centered in the experience and aew also did a great job of this this year too of recognizing that if you keep going to chicago and 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 chicago like there are all of these underserved markets that you can be serving. And I 100% like agree with them finally understanding that you can't keep going to these same markets over and over again and getting the same response, unless it's Seattle, because we are 12th man every time. Or Philadelphia or New York <clears throat> or Chicago. Chicago's getting burnt out. Chicago, 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 Chicago. <laughs> beef, 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 beef dogs. Now that we're here, It is time once again to give out our special Tights and Fights Wrestling Superlatives, better known, I'm changing the name, to the Superplexatives. Yeah. Keep super in there. We tried doing both, and I think we landed on Superplexatives the first time. Well, I changed the game. Every time you think you have the answers, I change the questions. It's going to go back to the other one next year. No. Never. It sounds like a really exciting antidepressant, and I suplexative um, really into it. side effects. Yeah, like, may what include. are you taking? Like, ask your doctor if superplexative is right for you. Oh, I changed onto a suplexative. <laughs> it's really working. It, out. Itchy scalp, <laughs> detached nipple. <laughs> it's like now I own my day with superplexative. <laughs> 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 We are going to start with the listeners as we go through. Feel free if you want to create a category and award recognition. That's fine. I'm going to start with best champion. I think Gunther has been the best champion. I think he's been, I, and I think he's been underappreciated. And it's weird yeah. to say about him because I think he gets, he's appreciated a great deal. But I think it's underappreciated what he has done for that title. He has yeah. made it prominent and important. And his matches are, are great to amazing and he's helped elevate countless people, mm-hmm. including yeah. Chad Gable, you know, guys who who could maybe do it on their own, but him having competitive matches with them means something. He's yeah. been ready to, to move to the main event for a while, but he he seems to be happy just like cooking where I he is. Him. And it's he's I been I love him wonderful. so much. It's such a workhorse job and it's such like you say, it is underappreciated. Even when mm-hmm. it's appreciated, it's still underappreciated. It's He's like the meat and potatoes, right? It's like you can build the rest of the show and it can be fancy mm-hmm. and exciting and like... Chops, baby! Yeah, he's chops! He's chops. <laughs> it works on every level. He is chops and mash. Uh, <laughs> and he never lets you down. I do also want to throw Mommy's name into this ring again because I think Mommy protects that belt. She's been my favorite women's champion this year, I think. Those are really fucking good suggestions. I... <sighs> Dom Dom's North American Championship run was something very special. I don't know. I look, Gunter is a really good call. Uh, EO is a really good call. Rhea is a really, really good call. I just like Dom Dom because it's just, 
I enjoy being surprised and this is not something I would have thought could work. This was never something I thought was yeah. going to work. And two time, two time mm-hmm. jump, two time. And and yeah. and the <laughs> fact that both times it's like, well, yeah, because he's like a sniveling little sneaky piece of shit. He's a weasel. Who is, he's a who weasel. is every day getting better and better at the job of being an actual ring-ring wrestler, not just a heat magnet, but an in-ring wrestler. You can see that he's putting in the work and he's doing the work. I credit mommy. Uh, best wrestler in a non-wrestling setting. Here are a few options. We have Baron Corbin with Taylor Swift at a <laughs> Chiefs game. I think that's the winner. Do we even need to read any of the other ones? <laughs> Do we need like Becky Lynch sucking at Jeopardy? There are different that kinds just of maybe sad. There are different kinds of intelligence. There are, but come on, not on Jeopardy. There's not. Like, <laughs> right. She's not dumb. She she was uh, she was fine on the Weakest Link with a bunch of yeah. of yeah. of her coworkers yeah. around her. She choked. The lights got too bright. She was. They did a really dirty on Jeopardy. It was it was a bad time. She did great on Billions. Outside mm-hmm. of a wrestling situation when she guest starred on Billions. She was great mm-hmm. in Young Rock. Becky. She killed it as Cindy Lauper on yeah. Young Rock. She yeah, they're not Cindy asking Lauper. her questions on that one. This is no. Different. no, but she did have to do an accent. Oh. Well, I, I felt the, ac- the accent was actually touch and go. But like, let's not worry about that. Look, I, didn't, I, didn't, I, I said uh, nothing about quality. I only said that it was a requirement. <laughs> Let's just think about Baron hanging out with Taylor at the Chiefs game because Baron was out there. That dude just winning, shows up, just winning, winning all he year is long. He's gumping his way through life. Lucky mm-hmm. Corbin. Lucky Corbin. From Matt, uh, best monkey's paw moment. And there's really only one nominee. You've already brought it up, Danielle, which is WWE loses Vince as the man behind the chaos, gains CM Punk as a new agent of chaos. Fucking what a wild year! What a wild, wild, wild year! Next year is going to start with a fucking bang. I feel like next year is going to be another year full of, like, maybe not as wild, but it's going to be a lot. Isn't it nuts, though, that this is the second year in a row that we have sat here and said, I can't believe how much happened in wrestling I this mean. Year. Yeah. Very active year. Ever since that first Vince get the fuck out coup, it's been a wild fucking ride every day. Second session is amazing this season. It is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Actually, you know what the monkey's paw moment? The monkey's paw moment is a punk moment. It's not that one because they're not equal to one another. Vince McMahon is a completely different agent of yeah. chaos than, than, than punk is. Punk doesn't have it. Punk wishes he had the effect on the product overall that Vince McMahon had. I think the monkey's paw moment is giving Punk his own show on Fridays yeah. and then, like, giving him everything he wants and then having him turn and uh, not bite the hand that feeds him, but lop it off with a machete and then burn the stump <laughs> so you can't put it back on. Allegedly threaten the hand that feeds him. Allegedly make him fear for his life. On their biggest <laughs> night, their biggest night ever in the history of the company at Wembley Stadium <sighs> setting fucking records and like that happens backstage Ooh, I know if I was everybody else in that locker room and we're all all for one and one for all and you do that shit on our biggest night baby is heated Danielle yeah. he's old he's tired and he works with children you How? you leave that man alone who knows if they had good muffins in London I know there are good muffins in London but who knows if he had been gotten good muffins somebody should have gotten right? a muffin good muffins mm-hmm. <laughs> from from carrie performance most deserving of a slow clap and a standing o hmm. i would say the turn of sammy Zayn, the way they played out that moment mm. where he finally turned face 
I would that slow clap that because it played out perfectly. Mm-hmm. That was really well done. This is recency bias. So I'm just saying this just because mm. I want to talk about it again. I cannot stress enough how Seth did the best promo for his entire fucking career against CM Punk. Sure. Can't stress it enough. And the fact that like this had been like we know that there that this is a like a, a a work or a shoot that they have turned into a work. And so we know everyone's going to be like professional about it. Ain't going to be like, no, whatever. Um, I will tell you uh, which is deserving of a golf clap and a quick sitting down. And that was Punk thinking that his references to AEW were going to go over on like special military dudes who probably don't watch wrestling night. I did enjoy it. It worked on me. Said you can't you can't go around punching people backstage. And I hate myself for laughing. I hate myself for laughing at that because that's bad. You shouldn't reward the bad baby Mm. with laughter because he'll only do it again. I have a sincere question. I have a sincere question. Yes. Yes. And I understand that was tribute to the troops, so it's it's gonna be a weird thing anyway. But do you think overall it's much more likely that a WWE crowd will not care about an AEW reference than the other way around because yes. AEW is like... Oh, gotcha. Yeah, by a million percent. Yeah. I would say with the AEW crowd, they pop for any... Because a lot of them are like, they really like WWE and then they fell off and then they found this and this fit their taste more. With WWE fans, the ones who are really like tripping like that, they're already doing it online. It's not necessarily yeah. the folks it shows. Like people, a lot of the people... It's weird to call them casual fans because they are tuning in every week and they are watching a lot of the product. What they're not doing is they're not engaging in rumors. They're not reading dirt sheets. They're not online pouring over everything. A lot of them are just like, they watch this as their entertainment. They see it when it's in town. They have their wrestlers that they like, but they're oh not- Oh my God, you mean that they're like healthy fans of a product yeah. that just enjoy something? Yeah, not like me. They just watch it <laughs> as it is presented to them yeah. and they just enjoy it on its own merits. That's fucking wild, Danielle. But you're quite right. Like, I think there is a much higher percentage of those people watching WWE than the people watching AEW, yeah. which is a much more engaged, especially online, but a much more engaged and violently passionate fandom that feels like they need to defend it for some reason all the time, even though it's owned by a billionaire. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, and then you also have the, you do have the people who are like stand up for WWE. So just like all the weird tribalism online. But for the most part, exactly. like those folks do that there. Like it's not going to be online is bad times, regardless Ooh. of whichever company, yeah. right? Yes. But you're right, Hal. I think the crowd in and of itself, even if it weren't tribute to the troops, um, they're going to care less about that. Like also the people that are happy to see him back. A lot of the people that are happy to see him back might not even watched him on AEW. Right. They might not have even known he was there. You know, if they're people that, like Danielle says, they're just people that watch WWE and love WWE. Who Maybe they tuned in for a minute to see him. But, you know, all, a, a lot of people, all they care about is their favors back. Their fave from 10 years ago. Yep. And they don't even really know why he left. You know, it's no, like, they're not oh, listening to the podcast. That guy. I used to love that guy. Yeah, they didn't listen to the Colt Cabana diatribe. They don't know that Colt shares a bank account with his mother, and nor should they. <laughs> I shouldn't nor should they. I shouldn't either. None of us should know that. None of us should no, know. That's, that's not 
information any of us needs. I didn't need it. Oh, also, I will say special uh, special um, mention for Tony Storm for a performance most deserving of a slow clap at a standing Tony L. Um, the first time that she's like, and uh, and look out for the shoe when she like threw her shoe at Renee, I was like, this is a winner, winner, winner. <laughs> I love this gimmick. If you've got some superplexatives to hand out, okay. you tell us about it. You can find the links to our social media in the show notes. When we come back, we've got the final three things from wrestling that you should know about from 2023. That is up next on Tights and Fights. Hey, this is Andrew Reich, the host of Dead Pilot Society, the show that takes comedy pilots that were sold and developed at networks and streamers but never produced and gives them the table reads they never got a chance to have. If you've never checked out Dead Pilot Society, this month's episode might be the place to start. The cast is incredible, headlined by the one and only Zoe Deschanel, and also featuring Paget Brewster, Michaela Watkins, Hamish Linklater, Asif Ali, and Maximum Fund's very own Hal Lublin. So go to MaximumFun.org or your favorite podcatcher and check out this incredible cast on the latest episode of Dead Pilot Society. If you need a laugh and you're on the go, try S-T-O-P-P-O-D-C-A-S-T-I. Hmm. Are you trying to put the name of the podcast there? Yeah, I'm trying to spell it, but it's tricky. Let me give it a try. Okay. If you need a laugh and you're on the go, call S-T-O-P-P-P-A-D-I. Ah, it'll never fit. No, it will. Let me try. If you need a laugh and you're on the go, try S-T-O-P-P-P-T-C-O-O. Ah, we are so close. Stop podcasting yourself. A podcast from MaximumFun.org. If you need a laugh and you're on the go. Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Loveland, and I'm joined by... Danielle Radford. And... Lindsay Kelk. Now we're going to share three things from the wrestling world that you should know about. This is the three count. Watch my three count! Danielle, what are you putting over? All right, so before we get started, this is a tag team match. Um, So right now... Uh, Lindsay is holding onto the rope. I'm going to tag her in in a second. Yeah. But I'm holding uh, it. so I'm reaching. So uh, BuzzFeed now now that movies are back and, and the fucking strikes are over and people can promote stuff now, everybody is out promoting everything. And as you know, the Iron Claw is going to be happening um, during the month of December. It's going to be coming out. We're all going to cry. It's going to be a very sad Christmas for us all. And in order to um, do some interview pumping up, BuzzFeed did one of their famous with puppies interview. And tag, Lindsay, you're in. It's one of the purest and most beautiful ways you can spend 15 of your American minutes. I have watched it three times. I watched it once on my own. It came up as a, you should see this. And I'm like, God damn right, algorithm. <laughs> um, then I made Jeff watch it. Although I mostly watched Jeff watch it. And then I watched it again because I accidentally put it on again and I have just let it run because <laughs> it's fucking beautiful. It's Zac Efron, Harris Dickinson and Jeremy Allen White who play three of the Von Erich brothers just sitting around, chilling, answering actually some quite difficult questions mm-hmm. with puppies. Just covered in fucking puppies. I think I would still like to do this wrestling thing that we've spoken yeah. about. Mm-hmm. We want to wrestle in the... WWE. Together. Now we said it. Now we said it. We were like amped up on the last episode. Like, (laughs) we should be in the WWE. If 
Hunter's not on the phone already. Like, I don't know what the fuck you're like, doing. doing? The, the movie is out December 22nd, so if they're not on Raw 1 or whatever the fuck we're calling it, <laughs> like, let's make it happen, day one. I, I need to see it. They they also at one point sing uh, High School Musical, and that is beautiful. Oh, gorgeous. That's the first time Zach's ever done that, actually. Uh, it, it most certainly is, because it is a song from the first. Oh, yeah, and it wasn't his voice, because he was going through... He also doesn't sing in those movies. He, he does sing in the later movies. Yeah. He doesn't sing in the first movie, because he was anxious. He was an anxious baby. Well, he was also, like, going through his, like, uh, he was going through his vocal change, his so he didn't want to, like, he didn't want to Peter Brady it and be like, when it's time to change. Yeah. <laughs> it's just funny that they fooled a generation of people. <laughs> He was both soaring and flying, uh, and and he couldn't he couldn't dependably do one or the other. But it is it's a beautiful moment. It's apparently, the in-house band that is on the movie um, played it one day when he was walking in, thinking they would like surprise him with it. And by surprise, I think they mean embarrass him. Yeah. But he seems like he was super into it. So, <laughs> yeah, so go <laughs> watch that. Him. Go watch that interview. Um, that's if there's one thing BuzzFeed is still doing right, it's making bitter moms eat other bitter moms' food and puppy interviews. Love it. We are in the holiday season, and this is the time you're really your last chance to tell Santa what you want. Uh, and here is somebody doing just that. Here's a clip. See if you can figure out who it is. I mean, speaking of coal, <laughs> I got a, I got a, a wish for you, okay? Michael Cole. Can you put some coal in his stocking? Can you get him some new glasses? Can you get him a new voice because his voice is annoying? And can you maybe get him a new job? <laughs> I know that's a lot, but <laughs> you're Santa. Thank you so much. We'll see what we can do. Okay. Uh, Santa also hates Michael Cole. <laughs> you're not alone, Bailey. <laughs> oh, I love that so much. Oh, Lord. It's beautiful. That makes me laugh. That I does. love Michael Cole has such a great sense of humor. Like, I love when um, what's her name, like, dressed up as Michael Cole and like cosplay, like dressed yes. up as him. He from and Chelsea Green are yeah. having a fire feud right now. It's like if Bailey wasn't enough for Michael Cole. He also has to he has to deal with yeah. uh, Chelsea Green as well. And it makes me so happy. I love these announcer rest of feuds. I'm super into Logan Paul and, and Sam- Samantha's feud as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A lot of high-profile feuds going on with the with the ring crew. Yeah. Well, that does it for this year of Tights and Fights. Uh, your hosts, as always, are Daniel Radford and Lindsay Kelk, along with me, Hal Lublin. And I'm, I'm not going to promote anything. I just want you to have a great holiday. That's my wish for you. Danielle? Same. You know, have a happy holiday, however it is that you celebrate, unless you, like, celebrate with, like, you know, murder or something. Don't murder. You know, horror movies, a lot of them around the holidays. But, uh, yeah, enjoy it. Have fun. Um, I think that that's probably it. If I have anything coming up, I'll put it on my socials. But thank y'all so much for, like, all the support, and we really fucking love you guys. Lindsay? Aw. Well... Books. Leave it to me to be the corporate shill. Books. Uh, books. <laughs> I got books. You already know. You already know <laughs> I have books. Uh, but I have a book called The Christmas Wish, yeah. which is a fabulous story for these times in which we find ourselves, um, which you could celebrate with any any holiday. It's set at Christmas, but it could really apply to any holiday and any family, any situation. Please fucking buy it because <laughs> there's loads of them so it would really help me out and it's good for the planet because we already made them so if you don't buy them 
where does that leave us? I would have to go to the warehouse and apologize to all those trees. So if you could do me a solid and buy that book, it makes a great gift. <laughs> or you can get it from your library or you can listen to it on Audible or wherever you get your audiobooks. You can download it, all those magical things. I would appreciate it. And so would my agent who wants to know why we haven't sold enough yet. You know, I'm not blaming you guys. I'm not. I'm not. But... <laughs> it's Christmas time. <laughs> it's, it's Christmas time. It's Christmas. <laughs> it's Christmas. And there is a wrestling Quiz reference in there. There is a character named after a wrestler, which I accidentally forgot to change <laughs> before it went to print. So he's just straight named after him. Um, you put one in every fine. book. There's yeah. always a sneaky reference, but this one's not a sneaky reference. It's just straight up his name. It's the character named the Brooklyn Brawler. <laughs> yes. It's in there yes. inexplicably. <laughs> Makes no sense. He is a, a Christmas tree farm owner. No, um... <laughs> Was it a lingerie store called Tights and Fights? <laughs> <laughs> Don't give me ideas, Julian. No, really. I just told you I have to finish a first draft by Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> that encourages bad ideas. Our producer is, come, they told me, pa-ra-pa-pun-pun. Julian Burrell, senior producer at Maximum Fun, is Laura Swisher. Mike Eagle is the voice behind our theme music, so we're putting him over for that. Thank you to all the Max Fun members that keep this show going. Keep up with us all week long and all year long on all of our social media channels. Those are in the show notes. Find our Tights and Fights WrestleMania shirt at MaxFunStore.com and get yourself or someone you love the greatest gift of all, the ability to celebrate ice cream Christmas all year long. We'll be back next week for more, you guessed it, wrestling. Here comes the pain, bow to the masters. This is a podcast, they are podcasters. Max Fun's the network, Dyson Bites is the name. Maximum Fun, a worker-owned network of artist-owned shows. Supported directly by you.